What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Super stoked to get this episode out to y'all. I think it's going to be a really good one. We actually have a guest today, so it is a little bit different than the normal just hearing me speak. We get a little bit of a take from someone else, which I'm excited for. So a little bit of backstory. This weekend, it's currently, um, what is it, October 1st, and it's 10 o'clock at night, but we're getting this episode recorded because we had a long day today. I, you know, I go to school in Lynchburg at Liberty, but I traveled to my good friend Grace's. She currently goes to App State up in the boondocks of North Carolina. Um, Just kidding. Boone's a great town. I love it a lot. Um, but yes, I'm super stoked because she is my guest for this and the topic of today's, well, there's multiple topics for today, but one of the main topics we're going to be talking about is God's attributes um, and how the attributes of God can help believers in a multiple different areas, not only mental health, but yes, we will tie in mental health. So I'm excited to introduce Grace. Hey, Grace. Hey, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. I thought this was going to be awesome because Grace actually told me that she does a Bible study on the attributes of God. And when I kind of unpacked a little bit about what she was teaching, I was like, hey, that actually seems like it would be a solid episode idea. Um, and so we I made the trek up here. It's like four and a half hours from Boone. <laughs> and it was in the middle of a hurricane too. So I'm just excited that I got up here safely. We were going to plan on going to the App State versus Citadel game. But instead, she has a mountain house. And so her and a few of her friends and I, we went up there, watched football game. App ended up beating Citadel like 49-0. Yeah, And then exactly. uh, turned the weight game on. Wait got the dub today <laughs> against Florida State. I'm not sure when this episode is going to air, so this is probably definitely going to be like delayed on the or way, way in the past. But it's okay. Yeah, so I'm just going to kind of tee it up and open it up. We're going to have a good time. Like I said with previous episodes, this podcast structure is going to be a lot different to previous seasons. As I said, you know, it's going to be me talking to a different guest. Sometimes it'll be me just doing my own thing. Thankful today, like I said, I do have a guest to kind of talk to y'all so y'all get a little bit of a change from hearing me always speak. But yeah, I'm super stoked. So Grace, before we get into like the main topics of like the attributes of God, what have you enjoyed about being it up? Yeah, I love being up here with all of my heart. I love it so much. In fact, I'm staying for a fifth year. <laughs> Couldn't decide on what I wanted to major in. And so I'm going to be here for an extra semester because I just love it so much and I just want to stay here. But yeah, it's been a really great time. I came in as a freshman. I didn't, I knew some people from home, but I just like, I wasn't close with them and I wanted to be able to like make my own way and um, find my own people and just like redefine like my people were because I really never had people like in high school or like back home like I never I had close people but at the same time it was just like I didn't have that core group of people that really like led me and guided me in a great way so that was like a core thing that I really wanted coming up here and I was really really able to find that through a joining crew which is Campus Crusades here at Appalachian State it's something that I have found a lot of joy in and I've been really heavily involved in since I was a freshman. My roommate and then my closest friends are all from my Bible study that I'm in now and a few of those girls are from my Bible study like from freshman year. And so like we've been together and we've been doing life and we've been doing college together up here since freshman year and just like you mentioned, the football culture, yeah. it is unmatched. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. No, Boone's definitely got a good... It's got a different vibe to it, and it's not yeah. for everyone. For instance, this is another topic we're going to be talking about today because her and I both grew up going to, like, literally for 13 years, private Christian schools. 
mine in Winston-Salem at Calvary Day School, and then she, where'd you go? Um, I went to Wake Christian Academy, which is in Raleigh, basically. And she's from Fuqua Varina, so <laughs> yeah. anyone that's a few, few hours down the road, only like two hours down the road from Winston. But yeah, so she kind of chose App State, which nothing wrong with that. I chose Liberty, so I, I always told myself, after spending 13 years at a Christian school, I was not going back to a Christian school. However, as soon as we say no, God has a funny humor of being like, all right, cool, here, go to Liberty. (laughs) Um, But no, I love it. And like I said, I try to, I work as an on-campus recruiter at Liberty. So I try to recruit people to go to Liberty, but by no means is Liberty the place for everyone. Like Grace has been able to be completely plugged in here at App State. Um, But it's really just where God is kind of leading you. And if God leads you to a secular school, then by no means is that bad because you have the ability to be a light. But if God leads you to a place like Liberty, there's also a lot of incredible things that can go on in there. So leading into that, like, did you know going in that like it was going to be tough going to a secular school? And like, yeah, I did. I was fully aware of like just the complications of like being able to find a good Christian community and find those people who could lead you in the right direction. Because my sister, she went to the University of North Carolina, and she just had those struggles too. And she's uh, three years older than me, so I kind of watched her live those struggles a little bit. But so I was I was aware of the struggles, but I was also prepared and really had a desire to find that community. So that was literally priority number one to me, stepping into my freshman year, which I think is very very important when you are at a secular school, just because like there's so many things and people telling you what you should be doing and telling you how you should be living your life and telling you what is going to fulfill you and at the end of the day like finding that Christian community and getting plugged in and being connected to God is like what is actually going to fulfill you and so like that that was why that was priority number one for me and it has been very fruitful for me like being here um at App State still yeah I think that's what I'm hearing kind of from you is just the more going to a secular school kind of forces you to be Uh, more intentional about finding those communities Um, and the good thing is that almost any school that you go to whether it be a heavily secular school conservative more liberal if you're intentional about finding that community I'm sure that you will be able to find it it just takes a little bit more effort from someone who goes to a secular school than it does for instance for me with, with Liberty because at Liberty you know like every class begins with prayer all the professors are Christians. All Most all students are Christians. No, I'm not saying everyone is because that's not the truth. But a great majority are Christian. So it's not as... You don't have to be as intentional about finding that community because you're just almost surrounded by it all the time. However, it does come with its challenges. Like when you are surrounded, surrounded by it all the time, you feel as though like you don't have to be as intentional about your specific like you know your christian walk because excuse me if you hear us eating or drinking like i said (laughs) it's 10 o'clock here we got we have cookies in here we got some milk we got some water i'm trying to edit it out but yeah apologies for that but anyways um yeah like at liberty like for residential students it's required on wednesday and friday that they go to convocation and then there's campus community which is like a big church service um on wednesday nights it's optional so you don't have to go to it But for residential students, like for convocation, a lot of people use convocation as their church. And Liberty is very intentional about convocation is not your church. Like you need to be intentional about plugging yourself into a church up in Lynchburg or a church wherever you're at, because convocation does not just suffice for, 
you know, your church, but because church also gives you a big opportunity for like to grow with older and wiser people who are there. I think for me, I've always loved like multi-generational churches because those churches have men that are way older than I, that are way wiser than I, that have lived life that can pour into me. Um, and then I can be doing that as well with the next generation. So from what I've understood, from what you've told me kind of behind the scenes is you have been able to find that community up here at App. And so I'm very thankful for that. And crew as is pretty widespread at a lot of universities. Isn't yeah, it? it's pretty big. It's really, really like up and down the East Coast. And it's it's nationwide. But like, I feel like the bigger chapters are definitely here on more on the East Coast side of things. Yeah. So like leading into that for crew, how big is y'all like the crew group that you go to? What's um, so on Thursday nights we have large group and I would say in large group, there's probably like 100 to 150 right now. That's actually like just happened again this semester. So my freshman year, that is basically how it was. It was like 100, 150 people, like pretty regularly. And then sadly with COVID, like we couldn't meet for large yeah. group because yeah. of like restrictions up here. And so large group and just like reaching in general, really fell off and this year god has really blessed us and provided with us with so many outreach opportunities on campus now that like everything's fully back in person and it's just been really awesome to like it was my freshman year it was super big and now i'm in my first part of my senior year i'm seeing it like be revived again and it's been like really encouraging to me to like watch that and how god is still working even though there was kind of a lull like he was still working in that and he's bringing people back around and like just everyone being more comfortable with just being in large groups again after. Yeah, so it's kind of been almost like a new group that's kind of come in and gone out because of, you know, seniors, juniors and seniors who have left. Hey, but that, because you are be here for longer, at Crew, you're probably one of the older kids. Yeah, You know, you have I freshmen am. that are coming in that are 18 and you're 21. Um, so it gives you a lot of opportunity to be able to lead, you know, a number of different things. And moving on to that, you have your own Bible study. Yes, I or do. you're doing it with someone else, right? Yeah, we so we co-lead a Bible study um, through Crew is what we do it through. Okay, cool. um, and I lead a group of girls who are juniors, so they're just a year younger than me. But like, it's still really amazing to lead them. Okay, and then the topic of that y'all have talked about is God's attributes. Yeah. So this summer I was in Colorado working at a camp, and one of the girls there introduced me to this book. Um, called literally called the attributes of god it's from the daily grace co if any of you all want to get it they have really great books they're pretty cheap they're all under 20 bucks generally they have sales pretty often too um (laughs) and they're pretty to look at if anyone cares about them being pretty to look at but so i i was really interested in this book this summer and so i came back home and i asked my co-leader i was like would you be interested in doing this and she was like yeah and so yeah we've been going through content for like almost a month now but it's just been really cool to see like the opening up of everything that like comes with like the broader scope of like what the attributes of God really really is yeah so we were talking tonight on the way back about like what how the podcast was going to go a little bit um because we talked about it before I think really understanding God's attributes can help the everyday believer understand themselves more and you're basically talking about how when you can understand God and who he is, it allows you to understand yourself and why you are the way that you are. Um, and I think that's so important because knowing God, for instance, like the process of sanctification, you know, the process of becoming more like Christ is not a process that we will truly ever achieve on this earth. 
But the beautiful thing about it is every day we can choose to do things and be a part of things that are going to either spur us away from God or spur us closer to God. But if I'm completely honest, I haven't sat down and studied like what those mean. So yeah. in your study that you've done, what would you say some of your favorite attributes of God are? Yeah, there are so many. And like, honestly, like you said, like growing up in a Christian school, I like honestly, not until now, I was not aware of how many there were. And in this book, it talks about um, how there are certain attributes of God that we can attain. Like they are meant for us because like we are made in the image of God and we are meant to grow in that process of sanctification to be more and more like Christ. And so to do that, obviously, we have to have things that are similar to him. Yeah. That is just naturally how that would happen. But in that, God does those things perfectly. God is able to be perfectly holy, good, just, loving, gracious. Like, And I could go on with more, but he is able to do all of that in perfection, whereas we can only just keep... like. Colby said just waking up each and every day and trying our best to grow more and more in each of those things whereas there are also other attributes of God um, which is what we've like mainly been looking at and studying right now are the ones that only God can obtain which mm. I feel like are the ones that are just a little harder to grasp in yeah. a sense because like they're not meant for us to grasp like God is so above our understanding in a way and like that's why I feel like um childlike faith comes in and like being able yeah. to have that <laughs> full faith of like um who he is and so yeah with this past week we talked about how he's omniscient omnipresent and omnipotent and each (laughs) Uh, before i say that i struggled when i was like younger and now even i get them mixed up for the ones you talked about go into what yeah like a quick definition of what they mean yeah so um omnipresence is god being in all places at once which is something that no other person can claim to do or to be. Um, and then omniscient is God knows all things and he is limitless in knowledge um, because he is the source of all things. So he knows all things because he is all things. And then mm, omnipotent is God holds all power and his power is limitless, which the word limitless is something that has come up a lot in just my studying and talking with like all the girls in my bible study about god's attributes is like he is he is limitless and he's going to forever be limitless but we are so so limited as human beings and it's not a bad thing that we're limited he created us to be limited limited because like so that we would need him and so that he could shine his power through and like um he could help us along the way and also um another thing we've talked about a lot which isn't necessarily specifically related to his attributes is but since we are limitless um we have been commanded to rest we have been commanded to ask for help we have been commanded to rely on who god is and who he says he is and put that burden all of our burdens like on god as much as we possibly can and in that rest you're able to find a lot of comfort through god's attributes because like just like he he is everywhere he knows everything he has all power and so like in those things we're able to find comfort because like I feel like the hardest times of certain things is like when we're just lonely or we're struggling and we're having to find comfort in those and God is there and God is gonna use his power and use his limitlessness to direct us back and like where we need to be I think yeah. Yeah. One thing you said earlier was 
asking for help. I think that's so important because oftentimes we don't realize we need help. And I'm not speaking just on like the mental health side of things, which we will talk about later in the episode. But I think specifically for guys, asking for help is such a difficult thing, whether it's for the most minute thing or if it's something that's like, you know, a big deal, like, hey, saying, hey, mom and dad, I am struggling, thinking I might have depression. I need to go talk to someone about this. Grace and I were literally having this conversation tonight about, you know, why God puts certain things in our life. And the key word in that statement is why. We as Christians struggle, well, heck, not even Christians. We as humans struggle with the why questions far too often. I know I've talked a little bit about my story with like Nathan and Carlos um, and their deaths and how bizarre, like specifically Nathan's was the why questions are what plagued me and they are what Satan used as ammo for bitterness in my life towards God. That bitterness in my life towards God then turned into me wanting nothing to do with God. And that's what obviously hurt my relationship because you're only as close. You're either waking up every day trying to further your effort with Christ and grow your walk, or you're not. You know, there's no in between. There's no like middle ground there. Um, and that all depends on what you're doing. But yes, sorry, getting that was kind of a little bit off on a tangent, but <laughs> it just kind of caught my attention when you were saying yeah. what you said earlier about it. But yeah, talk to us a little bit about the the three attributes that you talked about. Yeah. And tell me, you know, why you've enjoyed studying those. Yeah. Um, I'm going to park in God's omniscientness. I don't know if that's correct, but we're going to go with it um, <laughs> um, for a little bit because that's something, personally, I am a control freak and I like to know everything and like connected to the why of everything or just like, I just want to know and I just want to have control over it. I want to be able to make plans and I want to be able to fully set out those plans that I see are best. But at the end of the day, I don't know everything. <laughs> Sad as it can be, and I hate to admit it, my mom would love to hear me say that. I don't know everything. Well, hey, the, that's <laughs> I always say the strong person admits when they need help. God can use some of your struggles in life to encourage other people, to encourage yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically, I've seen to encourage other people. Like my goal for this podcast was, if I was able to encourage one person or help one person in any type of way, it was worth doing. You know, I'm not doing this for the sole goal of reaching hundreds of thousands of people. Cause I, you know, I don't expect to do that, but God can do anything that he wants to do because that's not yeah. within his power as we, you had just exactly, highlighted. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that that's yeah. so, so important. But like God knowing everything is very, very comforting and very, very humbling all at the same time. I feel like, cause you're like, Oh great. There's a being out there that knows everything, which is like good. But at the same time, when you do, crave control you have to be able to let up that control and that's a lot easier said than done but like psalm 139 is one of my favorite um passages in the bible and it has a lot about just who god really is in that passage but i'm gonna real quick i'm gonna read just like the very beginning of psalm 139 um and it says oh lord you have searched me and known me And you know, when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down, and you are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. And that's just verses 1 through 4. But in Psalm 139, it does continue on with other things of pointing out um, 
God's omnipresenceness. Um, <laughs> the, the way you're describing these, the words are phenomenal. I literally, the night that we... <laughs> At least you're yeah, honest about no, it. No, I literally have no clue. The night that we did this, like um, when I like did Bible study for this, we, for omnipotent, I literally said omnipotent. <laughs> okay, I, I've said the same thing. No shame. And the way no harm, it's no spelled, foul. the way it's spelled, omnipotent. It, it could be omnipotent. God well, is very potent. We can go with omnipotent <laughs> if you want. I mean, no, omnipotent. Yeah, yes, it's yes, omnipotent. Yes. But his omnipresenceness. Again, I'm creating my own words. But in later in Psalm one thirty nine, it mentions again of just how he is with you always, and he is before you, behind you, and he is all around you. And that is something, too, that I think is very comforting because, like, I feel like our world can be very lonely. And that is something that I've found a lot of comfort in in my lonely times that I've experienced a lot through this past year of my life and and things that I've been dealing with. Just finding God as my source of comfort and God as my source of just, like, going to Him first in all things and not... Like, my friends are great, and obviously, like, talking to people is important. But at the end of the day, like, God has the ultimate power to be able to help you in those times um, because he is the first thing that you should run to at all times because he does know everything, and he is everywhere, and he has all of the power. (laughs) Again, connecting all three of them together. Yeah. Like, we talked about how in the Bible, Jesus literally says his burden is light, Mm -hmm. and... It's so beautiful that he says that because oftentimes we only go to God when something isn't going right in our lives. Really what I'm trying to say is when can we get to the point where that's the first place we go, whether it's good or bad. And that's something through my experiences as, as a human trial and error. (laughs) Um, But as my, as my experiences, I've been able to just sit, and learn what it looks like to go before God. And by no means have I got it right because there's oftentimes where I'm just struggling. And then I realize, well, I haven't even laid this before God's feet. So why am I, why am I trying to control my life when God's already done something? And it brought me back to something we talked about at campus community up in Lynchburg. Oftentimes when we need something changed in our life, we'll go to God. And he said, stop asking God to change us trust that he basically already is in that process of mm-hmm. of doing that um because god knows in that very moment when we when we will go to him um and he he hears you and and that just shows that god is all knowing he's all powerful he's all present yeah so continue with what y'all talked well, about yeah i'm gonna sidetrack a little bit but this, i this summer i'm gonna go back to the summer so i worked at a christian camp all summer and i learned a million things but one week we were able to just have this really special I don't it was like a ceremony I guess is what you could call it where we all got bracelets and we all basically named them off of something we were learning or needed to rest in to have a reminder on our wrist on our body every single day and so my bracelet that I have on my wrist and we named it and I named it satisfaction and that's something that like is so much deeper than you than I realized I, I knew I needed to be satisfied with where I was at this summer but then again it just keeps coming up in my life um, recently with things that I'm dealing with and just being at school and now learning about God's attributes and everything like that because like I'm having to learn like again to relinquish control like you have to be able to be satisfied where God has placed you and what he's put you in and the obstacles that he's put in your place or the goodness that he's put in your place like 
Colby was mentioning, like, God is not just there when things are good. Like, I mean, when things are bad, like God is there when things are good too. And so like praising him in those moments of like realization of how good he is and like remembering in those moments to rejoice him too and not just kind of use him as like a genie in a lamp type mm. of way. Like I've always yep. been told like God is going to answer your prayers, but like he's not just a lamp that you rub. Like he, he knows what's going to happen. And my co-leader this past week, she mentioned, she was like, I want my good to happen, but at the end of the day, I have to know that my good is never going to be as God, good as God's good. Um, God is has the greatest good that's going to happen, and that was a lot of... God's good is going to happen at the perfect time. Yeah. And I think going back to Exodus, verses 23 and 25 is when Israel is crying out to God. When you are going to God, whether it be... Um, like I said, and a lot of times we go to God when we need something or we're just asking for wisdom. We're just asking for God to, you know, help us in a certain situation. Understanding God's process of time is so important mm -hmm. as well. Wow. Yeah. Because we're never fully going to understand a lot of the attributes of God. Absolutely we can understand not. what omni omniscient means, omnipresent or omnipotence or omnipotent, as you said it. Um <laughs> We can understand the definitions of those, but that's something that we're not always fully going to be able to understand because as humans, our brains are limited. Like, for instance, understanding what spending eternity with Christ is. We can't understand it. We can understand what that means, but we can't fully grasp spending eternity yeah. with Christ. But what I was saying was in verse 23 and 25, God, Israel is crying out to God and God hears Israel's cry. And Basically, what I wrote under that was, if you're calling for deliverance, understands God's process of time because he is working other things that you can't necessarily see. Mm -hmm. God, may not, God may not share his calendar with you, but he always shares his character with you. Yeah. And deliverance, or what in this case, whatever you're talking about, in this case, Israel was crying out for deliverance, but deliverance will occur on God's process of time, and that character is what you can cling to in the meantime or the time of waiting. Um, so it all comes full circle that at the end of the day, God is trustworthy, God is always on time, and God is unfailing. And if you go back and read that story, which I encourage you to do if you're ever in a moment where you're like, you know, I just don't know if God is hearing me right now. But in that story, God heard Israel. God remembered Israel. God saw Israel's cry. God knew Israel's heart. And then eventually God took action, but he didn't take action on Israel's timing. He took action on God's timing. Another one of those stories is Job, yeah, which we talked about earlier. God responded to Job when in his timing, yeah. when, when Job felt like he was in the middle of a dark room. But the thing about being a Christian is God doesn't just say, Hey, follow me when things are easy. He says, Hey, even if I lead you into a dark room and you can't see me anymore, are you still going to follow me? Because I'm commanding you to follow me. Um, and it's up to us as believers to cling to God during not only the hard times, but in the easy times and the successes of life. But yeah, off of Job too, like in, in my study of like um, God's power, which is, I feel like something now in like today's world, we undermine his power a lot of the times and we don't have like full faith of the fact that like he does 
have um, the same power that he had when he delivered Israel. But, like, at the end of the day, like, the power that raised Jesus from the dead is living within us through the Holy Spirit. And Preach it, sister. <laughs> and we discount that so much because, again, like, when we try to control things, you're like, oh, sorry, God, like, you're not powerful enough to have a hand in this. But, like, <laughs> but, like, that's that's just undermining him at the end of the day and honestly disrespecting him and, like, taking advantage of who he is. Um, but, like, in, in the Job story, like, you see that so much of God just like, oh, that's really funny that you feel that way. Um, here's why you shouldn't feel that way because I did this. I I spoke this earth into existence. Like, I know everything that's came before you and I know everything that's going to come after you. Like It goes back to that Israel. Yeah. God, even though God wasn't necessarily responding right then and there mm-hmm. to Job, God heard Job. Yeah. God saw Job's heart. I mean, at the beginning of Job, you see the interaction between Satan mm-hmm. and and God. God. The reason that this all, all was going on was because God saw how good Job's heart was. God knew how good Job's heart was. And God eventually took action in his perfect timing, not yeah. not Job's. But yeah. This summer, my boss, he would remind us all the time of like um, the fact that like we have this clock that we want to work on and like this social construct of time and when things should happen and this and this and I need to finish college I need to get married I need to have kids like this social construct that we live in but God is so outside of that and he is going to work better and slower and like who are we to rush God who are we to rush his power and his knowledge and um like above above anything and like it's just again like disrespectful and we have to have that respect for god and that reverence fearing god is yeah it's that it's that healthy fear not like oh i'm afraid of him fear it's a it's a respectful fear um that i think is so important and i think is lost in a lot of christians today you've got to deny yourself to god and that comes in with a humble heart and Mm -hmm. knowing who god is which is why again we come full circle with god's attributes we're trying to give you a very, very brief, like 30,000 foot view <laughs> of some of God's attributes, um, which is why, like I said, I brought grace on here. But yeah, going off with some some of the attributes, we've also talked about how knowing who God is fully can help us as, as believers. Specifically, when Grace and I were first talking about this about a week ago, about going on um, with God's attributes, I was like, man, that could honestly really help someone who is struggling with mental health obviously y'all know my story and my struggle with mental health grace have you had any struggles in that area before particularly a lot of anxiety is something that I really struggle with especially in the past year just with circumstances in my life I've experienced a lot of that and I just have a lot of people around me too who've experienced that and I found so, so much comfort in studying God's attributes with my anxiety because, like, again, like, my anxiety comes with the fact that I need to control everything and then I freak myself out when the things that I planned and the things that I wanted to be a certain way don't be that way. Around this time last year, I had one of the biggest panic attacks of my life because something that I was trying to control so heavily and I had such a tight grip on and I couldn't give to God was going the wrong way. And I'd never experienced anything like that before, but it was because I, like, God wasn't in it and he didn't have, I wasn't letting him into it. I wasn't giving it to him. And like, 
when I realized that, I felt so much peace and so much overwhelming, just, like, calmness in it because um, he, I let God kind of work in it. And yes, I, (laughs) I'm not perfect and I still deal with being anxious and controlling over certain things. But at the end of the day, like, it's not to the point that it used to be. And because like now and understanding God's attributes, I also understand more who I am and like how God sees me. Because again, like he knows everything. But like I mentioned at the beginning of Psalm 139, one of the reasons I love that passage so much is just because of how much apparent it is that like, God knows everything, but he also knows you so, so intimately. More than you know you. Exactly. And it's just, it's just, it's just beautiful. Like, I'm not, I'm not a person who's ever had a best friend, like, or someone super duper close to me who's known every part of me until... Until she met me. <laughs> yeah. Or until I met the, my roommate that I <laughs> live with now. All right, fine. <laughs> both no, of I'm just you. kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. Both Allie's of great. you. Both of you. Yeah, like, my roommate, like, I... I met her a year ago and now I live with her like but she knows me better than most people on this earth at this point and God really gave her to me in a time of great great need for someone like that um and it is a really beautiful thing but I definitely just lost my train of thought. it's okay I'll go off that because God <laughs> okay, go God knows it. what you need as God God knows what you need more than you know what you need and so oftentimes as humans we try to fill what we need with the things of this world when all we need is God. Um, we try, it's so funny because we try to overcomplicate, over yeah. <laughs> we, we try to overcomplicate so many different things by just taking it into our own hands. And so being able to just be still before God, which is Psalm 4610, which I've probably mentioned a million times. Like it, it's so funny because whenever someone comes to me with like literally anything, I'm like Psalm forty six ten. You know, be still and know that I am God. But I think that that verse is so <laughs> universal. I don't mean to just like throw that around, but I think that verse is also so universal in being still and knowing who God is, mm-hmm. being still and knowing His attributes. Because there's so much more to that verse than you initially first hear once you dissect yep. it. Be still. And know that I am God. Okay, so let's break that verse down. Being still, specifically at the end of that verse, and know that I am God. Okay, we know God is God, yes. But there's so, so much, much to, to unpack yeah. that I can't even... We could go on for hours and hours about that. But being still and knowing who God is, is what God desires of his children. To sit down and I have a daily pursuit of learning who God is. By no means have I got that down pat because I was literally praying the other day. I was like, Lord, I feel like my relationship, like my spiritual relationship is just not where I want it to be. And that's not because of God. It's solely because of me, because I haven't been prioritizing the things I need to prioritize. I've been prioritizing school, which is a shocker. Um, (laughs) I've been prioritizing FIFA 23 just dropped. (laughs) Got to get my hours in the other day. Um, dropped at 12 o'clock. I played till 2. Had class at 8. It was just a disaster. Again, but we make the excuse of, oh, I, well, I don't have time. You know, you, you have 24 hours in the day. You're not at school. You're not at work. You're not at doing life for 24 hours. Like, you have five minutes to get in God's word and find out who he is. And one of the, one of the most profound things I ever heard well, it's not profound, it's super simple, but it stuck with me was if you want to know who God is, you have to read the word. Mm-hmm. You know, I am a big proponent of devotions, of books, 
um, by, you know, big time pastors, but they're all written by humans who have gone through exactly what we've all gone through. The only book that was literally talks about in the Bible, a scripture was God breathed. Every single word in there was put in there by God. Mm -hmm. He used people to put it in there. But if you want to know who God is, you got to get in his word. And I'm preaching to myself more than anyone because (laughs) I probably sound like a hypocrite if y'all really knew like my schedule and how much time I do have, but in so how often I don't prioritize getting in the word, but it's things like, you know, us talking about this now, which is an encouragement to say, okay, I need to go do that. Yeah. It's convicting. And like with each of these attributes, like everyone that I've gone through so far and we've looked at, there's been like list of scripture that like we could dive into and like I could again, go on and on. I could give you so many references, but that would be a lot, but like, like the, it, it's just, it's everywhere. And like to one thing that I love to do personally, like in studying scripture is like connecting the old Testament to the new Testament mm-hmm. and connecting like the great power God had and like the prophecy that God had and like through Israel and different situations yeah, in the, the old, old Testament. Yeah, yeah. The old covenant, like, and then connecting it to the new Testament and then connecting it to now because like, okay, yeah, this book was written a long long time ago and you might think yeah this isn't speaking to anything i'm going through but oh man oh man are you wrong like it's crazy how like so directly things in the bible will speak to things that i'm experiencing in my everyday life and like things that i i'm experiencing now years and years after this book was written because again like god is living and breathing and at the beginning of john it says um the word was god and the word was with god and like he is the word and he is now as he was then in the past because he's everywhere and he's been everywhere yeah and that's something that's never going to change because he is also another one of his attributes that we haven't really dug in yet is his um infiniteness and like his unchangingness and his just consistency that god is like he is totally constant in like everything that he's doing like he is never changing um which is something that us as humans, again, like just cannot understand, cannot grasp. We're changing every day. <laughs> Literally. I, I, yeah. <laughs> God doesn't do that though. Praise just, the Lord. And like, yeah, but we're human. So like we just, we can't be there and that's okay. We don't have to be there. We don't have to be perfect as humans. Like that's, that's God. That's, and that was like Jesus's role and example on earth. And he's just an example again. Like, cause people are like, oh, you just need to be like Jesus, be like Jesus. But like, it's a good reminder that he is an example of what we should strive for, but we have to understand that we will never get there because he was the perfect example and we are not perfect and it's mm. okay that you fail and it's okay that you stumble and it's okay that you have times where you're not as close to God and that's okay because we're humans and humans are going to be humans. Speak it. Get what she said there, people. It is okay to fail. Because of God's infinite grace and mercy. Now, I'm not saying fail on purpose so that you can abuse God's grace and mercy, but we hold ourselves to this incredibly high standard of trying to be like Jesus. We will never be like Jesus. And so just knowing that, again, that goes along with knowing who God is. And it's my goal for every episode of this podcast to somehow link the gospel into it. Um, And yes, we're talking about Christ and all of the attributes of God. However, it is simply not enough to just know who God is. It specifically speaks in the Bible. The demons know who God is. Satan knows who God is. The demons know who God is. It's not enough to know God. 
you have to make the the choice to follow God. You have something you want to say. Go I do. It. I really have something I want to say. <laughs> I have been I've been told this. I forget who told this, but but you can have so much head knowledge. And growing up in a private Christian school, Ooh. I had so much head knowledge. I could and, speak that Bible I, left and right. Exactly. Didn't like, know God, I could, though. I could, I could give everyone the answers that they wanted to hear from me. I could spit it out. I could pretend. But I didn't have that heart knowledge. I didn't have that heart knowledge until I came to college. Like, my faith was not my own until I was in a secular environment where mm. I had to be intentional. And now I have that heart knowledge. Yes, I still fail with my heart knowledge, but I have it. And I intimately want and strive to know God because again like God is meant to be our father our friend and we're supposed to treat him that way it's not just like I know who freaking Taylor Swift is I'm obsessed with her but I don't know Taylor Swift I don't have a heart knowledge about her I just have a head knowledge about her and I don't have that intimate one-on-one consistency and love and caringness like I do with God now with like that heart knowledge instead of having head knowledge yeah, I think that's important because I'd much rather know God than Taylor Swift. But no, I'm just <laughs> no, I'm just messing. Okay. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, Tay Swift is a wonderful person. Um, but but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're Tay Swift. It doesn't matter if you're uh, Mr. Beebs. It doesn't matter if who you are if you don't know God and if you don't truly follow Him. Because all of that stuff, they can have great success in this world, but it's eternity is what matters mm-hmm. and i would trade i wouldn't trade anything for having an eternity with christ rather than having a bunch of success on this world and it's sad to see i see it a lot at liberty um, and i know you'll see it at a secular school too where people are doing everything they the reason we go to school is to make it in this world you know like the reason we get the degrees the reason that we prioritize school so much in this world is because we are, are trying to be as successful as we can. And that's not a, it's not a bad thing to want to be successful in those things as long as we're not prioritizing that over God, not as long as that doesn't become the idol. Because if we spent as much time trying to become successful in our walk as we spend trying to become successful in this mm-hmm. world, the people that we would have, like our walk, I know my walk would be so much deeper. Yeah. If I spent as much time in the word as I did on FIFA, <laughs> I would be, my walk would be so much deeper. And I don't mean to be funny in that. I just, it's just like when you said that it was super convicting of, it's not yeah. enough to know God because the demons know God. Like yeah. knowing God isn't going to save you. No. And I want to, I want to talk about one thing I learned this summer. So I spent a summer with Stu Epperson Jr. And he was such a blessing that I didn't even know I needed that God gave me. Stu is one of the most humble men that I know that would literally share the gospel with a fly on the wall. Like, And he is so God-fearing, so God-loving, so humble. He has the biggest heart that I would, I've probably ever known. But for those of you that don't know Stu, he owns um, a radio station called Truth Network. Um, it's, excuse me, it's not just one radio station. It's a network of stations, and it's their sole purpose to get Christian men and women on on the air to put out everywhere. And so it's got a lot of incredible pastors on it. But I spent a lot of time with Stu this summer, and one thing that I learned so much was it's so important to share the knowledge that God has given us with those people that are around us. Because when we would go to the gas station, Stu would talk to 
four or five people and asked them if they knew Christ, whether it was just giving them a radio card or whether it was simply asking them, like, hey, do you know Jesus, our Lord and Savior? Like, is, is, and I would just be at first, I was like, well, there's Stu, you know? <laughs> Stu really challenged me this summer that it's not enough to just know God. It's not just enough to just have the head knowledge of God because the demons even have the head knowledge of God. The head knowledge of God is not what is going to allow you to spend eternity with him. It's almost even worse to have the head knowledge of God, but then not to make the intentional decision to follow God. Because it's one thing if you've never heard the name of God. However, that is why we have created nature. We have all of these things pointing to a creator. But for someone who who grew up in a Christian church and a Christian household, I didn't make the decision to follow God until I was in 10th grade. So I grew up in a Christian household. I grew up with parents that were so encouraging, always inspiring me and, 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 and you know doing what they could to spur me on to follow Christ. I had men in my life that would spur me on, but it wasn't until I decided that I needed a savior and realized that I needed a savior. That's when I followed God. So it's not enough to know God. Um, you've got to follow God. And with that, you have the joy and honor to learn about God and like God's attributes. So we have like a few more minutes on this episode. I want to hit to one important thing because yes, this episode is about, or this podcast a lot hits on mental health. And so I want to talk to you, Grace. How can the attributes encourage those who struggle with their mental health? I think with the attributes of God is just like, especially the ones that we can't obtain, like, yes, they're out of our scope of fully understanding them. But when you do know what they mean and have some sort of understanding of them, they bring you just so much comfort and so much peace and of just like, hey, like God's got this. Hey, like I don't need to sit here and be anxious for tomorrow. I don't need to sit here and dwell on this because like you know what like God's got me and I have to have that faith I have to remember his true and ultimate limitless power like limitless power like no I don't understand that but when I hear that I'm like that's crazy and like he he can do whatever he wants and I just there's so much comfort and in the book that I'm reading for this like one of the quotes from it is like it is soothing for an anxious anxious soul and I think it's soothing for all different things that are you're wrestling with in your soul and you're wrestling with with your mental health like it can be no it's not gonna it's not a fix-all by any means but I think there's a lot of power in the soothingness and the comfortness that God brings us in who he really is and all the parts of who he really is yeah really quickly so we talked about omnipotence omnipresent and omniscient so I want to be intentional since we talked about these three to connect them, how they can help with those who mental health. So omnipresence, I'll hit on that. I believe that one area this helps those is knowing that God is always present. I've had a lot of times where I am, I am so, so anxious or I'm snowballing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the simple reminder that God is with me has done the most to soothe my anxiety. And I believe that God tells us these attributes of him so that we can understand them better and know them. And then in times that we need them, for instance, when I'm snowballing or I'm anxious or I'm freaking out, knowing that God is always present with me and that we're, we are never alone. So Grace hit on omniscient. How can that help someone? That one, that's the one particularly where it said it is soothing for an anxious soul. So omniscient is where God knows all things. 
And so I feel like I've talked yeah, about Yeah, hit on the lot. last one then. Yeah, but then the last one is omnipotent, which is God is all-powerful. And I feel like this goes back to earlier where we were talking about the whys, and I feel like in a lot of times in snowballing moments, in lonely moments, in just anxious moments, like that is what's controlling us is that. Like we don't have the power to fix it. We don't have the power to change it. And God does, but I say that and – God isn't always going to change it. God isn't always going to fix it. Like, he does have the power to do it. But there are those times where he's like, okay, yes, I can fix this. But, like, I'm not going to because you're going to see that in the future I have something bigger and better planned for you because I know everything. And so, like, in his power, just relying on the fact that, hey, like, you know what? God has the power to do what he's going to do. And... I need to rest in that and I need to have that peace and that comfort that he does provide with that because he does have that full power and not letting those whys really like weigh you down and really <laughs> just like debilitate you because like I've been there and I feel like so many people have been there when that that why question has been so so debilitating for your soul and everything that you're going through yeah that's a that's a great word I think the like I talked about the why question is a very difficult mm-hmm. thing to deal with However, I believe that every single one of his attributes can help you understand that uh, and understand why it, it's okay to not know why sometimes. Yeah. Um, it, it truly is. So, yeah, I want to leave you all kind of with, do you have anything else to say about? Um, no, I think I spewed and rambled on <laughs> no, all my points. No, it was great. It was great. I was yeah. glad to kind of have you here. So thank you so much for being willing to kind of come on and, and speak your wisdom because she – has a lot better understanding of those attributes than I do. And that's my goal for, for y'all is to not just have y'all hear me the whole time, but mm-hmm. for y'all to, to be able to be poured into by a lot of other people who have the wisdom that I don't have, but she's been able to help me so much. So proud of you for being intentional about spurring on the next generation of girls here at app, because it's people like you that being at a secular school, it's so important that these girls get involved and having someone like you to be able to spur them on who's being intentional about diving into the word to kind of give to them. That's that's an awesome thing. So thank you so much for being willing to kind of come on and share that with everyone today. Of course. I loved it. So yeah, just to close things out again, thank you guys for listening and thank you, Grace, for being willing to come on and talk about God's attributes as they are so important to understand and know deeper If you want to reach out to us, please feel free to reach out to us on the Equipped Instagram. It is just E-Q-U-I-P-P-E-D dot P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And my personal Instagram is in there as well. But yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you enjoyed it. Have a great week. Peace out.